You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Aloha, I'm Fernando. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Opposite Tastes podcast. Two Gen Xers who can't be more different sample odd snacks and discuss or argue about pop culture. We've got a snack review, of course, coming up at the end of the episode. But first, it's all about sidekicks. But before we get uh, into sidekicks this week, we have to thank our sponsors. Um, Jamie, you said you have a sponsor this uh, this week. Yes, my sponsor is Stubbed Toes. We can't. This is where you can stop wondering where or why swear words were invented. I'm sorry, I love that. No, that was great. Um, this episode is also brought to you by Knees. Want to <laughs> grunt when you sit or stand? Try Knees. Mm. Here's another one. Knees. Sports? Sure, but just for a little while. Knees. <laughs> All right, thank you to our sponsors. Um, we have a tribute that we want to do before we... Actually, I have, I have like a mini tribute later on, but, uh, but Jamie, you had this, uh, this tribute planned out uh, yes. because of a recent loss that we had. So go ahead and uh, address this uh, tribute at this time. Yes, uh, we recently heard about the, um, the untimely, or maybe timely, <laughs> demise of uh, Bob Dorrell. He, uh, he died. Uh, he was age 94, but he was the creator of Schoolhouse Rock. I think a lot of people, that's one of those things where like, wow, yeah, no, that was a long time ago. And you don't really know whether that person is still around or not. I think yeah. that's one of those people. I mean, you don't even know that it's kind of attributed to kind of like one person. That's know? true. I mean, especially like, uh, I think one of the most iconic episodes or whatever you want to call it of Schoolhouse Rock was The Bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a whole thing like goes through a whole process of how bill becomes a law and all of that mm-hmm. but things like that like that um, yeah you'd think like a whole workroom of people yeah. are like trying to put that song like together like in a network like a, a little network think, think tank yeah you know? it's, it's so complicated mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean what can we do to educate kids more come on think guys think you know yeah right and one guy says why don't we compose songs and then animate he has, them he has and a then, piano in the room well, I'll just tinkle on the keys yeah, for a bit yeah, exactly uh, how, about how Bill becomes a law there's <laughs> <laughs> that cool like 70s funk to it oh you know, yeah definitely, yeah definitely um, so Schoolhouse Rock uh, premiered in 1973 ran on ABC for 12 years and then they brought it back in the 1990s for five more years like they brought it back, like they started playing them all again, or mm-hmm. they started making new ones. Uh, I think maybe both. I, I didn't go that deep. But okay. I think I think it was a little both. Um, and nowadays, um, on YouTube, you can see pretty much all of them. Uh, if you haven't seen any Schoolhouse Rock stuff, please uh, go on YouTube, check them out. Uh, I'll tell you what the most iconic ones were. Um, I'm sorry. And it, <laughs> Schoolhouse Rock is a series of, <laughs> of little animated shorts um, to the, and it, it's a basically a song 
um, that teaches kids or whoever or adults um, about anything from math concepts to grammar concepts to the legislative process, could be science, could be a lot of different things. So when it was on ABC, was it like, because um, I'm trying to remember, I remember seeing them on TV, but I don't remember in the context of the programming schedule. So yeah, because like, you weren't born yet in 1973. No, but I, I remember seeing it on TV. Right. So like right. whenever they did play them again, like, or okay, so take me back to the 70s then. So when it was playing on the 70s, was it like uh, a thing that they play, like a bumper, like in between your favorite cartoons or? I want to say yes. Yeah. But you know, my memory is not that great. So it wasn't a full like half hour program where they just hit you over the head with like like five of these. Like, no, no, no. Oh, okay. No. No. That was, was a, that was a cool thing. So you're you're like waiting for a commercial to be over, mm -hmm. and then they just play that, and you're like, hey, this is cool. Right. And then it goes right in. You know, after that, you see the next cartoon that you've been waiting for. So I mean, it's all good. I'm trying to remember other ones that like chew. Right? Isn't there one about chew? Like why you gotta chew, chew, chew? Could be. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So Bob Doro, he was a jazz pianist and vocalist, okay. which makes a lot more sense. It does. Because a lot of the songs are very jazzy, yeah. Yeah, it's not like a, like bubblegum pop type of no, stuff. Yeah. No, So he was the um, main composer at first, but then... Um, Further down the road, there's other people who uh, compose their their songs for Schoolhouse Rock, um, and yeah, it was upbeat, clever tunes designed to ed educate about math, grammar, legislative process. Um, I just wrote down a couple of a uh, handful of the more recognizable ones. I guess the iconic ones: uh, conjunction, junction. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. your function? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Or um, Family Guy made fun of that one too, right? Oh, like, you did? Yeah. Uh, I can uh, see why. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I'm Just a Bill, of course. Right. Um, Three is a Magic Number is the first one uh, Bob Doro composed. And he actually um, composed that because a network executive, I believe, uh, came up to him and said, you know, my, my kid is having trouble with math. Okay. Is there like a... A song that you can compose that makes it easier for my kid to, to uh -huh. learn. So he came up with that, and that that's sort of the the uh, impetus that started Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, okay. That was like the first one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, we also have Lolly, Lolly, Lolly. Get your adverbs here. <laughs> Obviously, it's about adverbs. Okay. Uh, Rufus Xavier Sarsaparilla. Uh, that was about pronouns. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think, I mean, Schoolhouse Rock definitely was important, but I mm -hmm. think this is ringing even closer to you because you teach grammar. Yeah. Yeah. Not to kids, but to adults. Yeah. At work. <laughs> um, and then the other one I... I po possibly the same kids. The kids that didn't watch Schoolhouse Rock and now are in, uh, uh, in Joe Jobs. Uh, you're the one that Yeah, I, I teach all, all shapes, sizes, and ages. <laughs> yeah. I am a non-discriminatory grammar teacher. <laughs> you should put that on your, because uh, you, don't you usually have a questionnaire that you have your students fill out? Mm. So you should, <laughs> did, yes or no, did you watch Schoolhouse Rock? And how is that going to affect anything? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe it should be a pre prerequisite. You have to um, watch these five grammar-related yeah. um, Schoolhouse Rock videos. Yeah, yeah. Or, or make them all watch it together. Like, well, <laughs> it's a part of your class. Carve out some time for that. And then the managers are going to be like, what 
the hell are you guys doing <laughs> yeah. watching Schoolhouse Rock? <clears throat> the last one, um, I want uh, last song I want to shout out about is it's called "The Shot Heard Round the World." So that's more of a history, learning about history. I think I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's about the American Revolution. And I'm done. Oh, is that it? Yes. Okay, well, awesome, uh, awesome tribute. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, definitely, if you haven't had a chance to go back and watch every single one, <laughs> please do so. Why don't we go ahead and uh, let's post up one as a tribute to our, sure. uh, on our Facebook page, in case you want to check that out, at Opposite Tastes Podcast on Facebook. Okay, now, getting back to the matter at hand, sidekicks. Now, how did this come about? Well, the term originated in a pickpocket slang uh, in the late 19th and 20th century. The, the kick was the front side pocket of a pair of trousers and was known as the pocket safest from theft. That makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Put it in the back pocket or uh, people would put it in their... Back then, I think a lot of people did the breast pocket too, which was kind of easy because some, someone would just bump into you and they can reach into your coat mm -hmm. pocket. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yes, um, thus the analogy sidekick was a person's closest companion they said, because they would be right next to your kick, your sidekick. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but don't take it from me. <laughs> There's an official definition and Jamie's going to tell you all about it. Um, yeah, it, it can be... A, well, the official definition is a person's assistant or close associate, especially one who has less authority than that person. Um, also, I, find, I found um, it can be a friend or associate of a more popular charismatic person. The sidekick gains most of his or her acclaim from merely being connected so closely to the more powerful acquaintance. Um, and I, I saw that this whatever I was reading, it said um, the term sidekicks, I guess maybe popular use of the term sidekicks started in the comic books. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they made I mean, that's, cool. at least that's what it said. Yeah. Okay. All right. Although the origin was old-timey pickpocket. Sure. <laughs> Blimey, my, my pickpocket. <laughs> I don't know. Excuse uh, me, governor. <laughs> This bloke here is my sidekick. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was two different dialects going on. Um, okay, so as far as sidekicks, who are we? Uh, I think we should define like wh who's eligible to uh, mm. to count as a sidekick yeah, for this let's episode. Clarify let's here. clarify here. So, so if you were to, um, if you're thinking about the James Bond 007 movies, uh, shut that down right away because. There are really not that many sidekicks in James Bond. If you're thinking about uh, people like um, characters like a job or um, hand job, that is not a character <laughs> in James Bond. Um, that was an activity. Oh, okay. that was a James Bondage, which yeah. is a totally different other film. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was I? <laughs> <laughs> You know, or jaw. You know, like a job or jaws. Those are henchmen. Henchmen, okay. totally different. Totally different. Uh, a henchman is a uh, faithful follower or political supporter, especially one prepared to engage in crime or dishonest practices by way of service. Um, also, I found another definition: uh, a loyal employee, supporter, or aide 
to some powerful figure engaged in nefarious or criminal enterprises. Uh, a minion, if you will. Okay. I mean, not the cartoon minion. Not, not the minions, the little minions. Okay. Um, Alright, so these could be sidekicks in uh, cartoons, comic books, film, TV. It's, mm -hmm. it's a pretty wide net here. Yeah. So makes it even more interesting to see who made it to our top picks for sidekicks or our favorite sidekicks of all time. Yeah. So mm -hmm. let's go. Uh, let's go tit for tat on this one. Okay. Um, you want to go first? Okay. In no particular order, uh, but I have Chewbacca. Chewbacca is a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doesn't uh, give you any backlip. Just growls a little bit if he doesn't think you're doing the yeah, right well, thing. Yeah, only if you know his language do you, you know, does what he says mean, mean anything really. Right. But um, I like him because um, he's humorous, you know, he's funny. Uh-huh. Uh, he also can kick ass on his own, you know. It's true. He's a very true. talented um, spaceship pilot, whatever you call those. Yeah, a lot of skills. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he is... Uh, very impressive character on his own. I like that. True. And yet, very loyal to uh, Han Solo. And especially with the recent ones, um, he's not really showing his age much. Yeah, he looks the same. Pr yeah, pretty he's, much. He's right? like kind of like a Yoda. You never see a Chewbacca take a knee. <laughs> you know, like uh, like need a need some rest or oh. something. Like, oh, like, like <laughs> stop and put his hand on his knee. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah. Exactly. Okay, that's a good one. Um, for my sidekicks, these are my favorite sidekicks besides Robin, because I yeah. think um, that's kind of kind of like a given. Like Robin kind of defined sidekick, like the most famous sidekick ever. Yeah, but we're talking faves here. Yeah, but you know, okay. But anyway, <laughs> that's just my disclaimer. These are my favorite sidekicks okay. besides Robin. Uh, Garth Algar. From Wayne's World. Why am I not? Played by Dana Carvey. Surprised. <laughs> I mean, he's a genius. What? He's a genius. What do you mean? Like, did you see the first Wayne's World? Probably not. I, the film. I think Wayne's I have. World. He creates that whole system on how to get uh, that major uh, record executive to watch Cassandra's band, Crucial Time. He he cr he triangulates a whole thing like with the with okay. the satellites and all of that. Okay, so he's like a savant. Yeah. Okay. And hell of a drummer, which is something you also want in a good sidekick. Okay. Some sweet drumming skills. Uh, -huh. uh plays plays some decent street hockey. He's a good goalie. Do I need to go on? I think not. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's your next pick? Miles Teller. Miles Teller is? Um, the other half of Penn and Teller. There you go. The one that doesn't talk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's because he shows that um, he has a mind of his own, definitely. He's very clever. Mm -hmm. He is unapologetic for if he does like a, some kind of mistake or something mean to someone. He's unapologetic. He doesn't care. He's like, I'll do it again if, if you give me a chance. Um, yeah, and he's just as um, magically inclined as uh, Penn. 
I'm trying to think like who's the straight man or who's the straight character, you know, in that in that duo. But uh, it's, mm. it's a I little complicated. It's yeah, yeah it's, I think they have to trade it's interwoven. off. Interwoven. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, is there like any footage of him actually talking? No, I don't think so. Wouldn't that be amazing though? Like, yeah, yeah I would freak out. Yeah, it's kind of like the first time you hear Silent Bob talk. Although he breaks that in every film, but <laughs> Jane Silent Bob. Um, okay, my next sidekick, Spock. And I know what you're gonna ask. Go ahead, ask me. Is he a real sidekick? Yeah, he's a real sidekick. He's a sidekick well, to, to Captain Kirk. Back on the. Uh... <laughs> okay, here's my definition: sidekick, a slang expression for a close companion all right, all right. or colleague, who is generally regarded as subordinate to the one he or she accompanies. Okay. Right. Fine. And he's like the first science officer. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were gonna ask me which Spock. You know, like Leonard Nimoy, <coughs> or like. You know, the guy that plays him in the recent ones. Oh. Yeah. I mean, my mind just goes directly to the character itself. Oh, okay. That's okay. how my mind works. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, qualities about Spock. Uh, he, he can give both... No, he's a genius. He's, he's a genius. He can also give you uh, different levels of empathy or maybe outlook on a situation, you know? He can be... He can give you the human aspect... The Vulcan aspect, Vulcan Vulcan net net grip, or what do you call it, neck pinch, very strong. So he's a good guy to have in a bind too. Mm. Yeah, he can fight. He, he can, can fight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who's your next pick? Uh, my next pick is Gromit. He is a um, claymation dog. <laughs> okay. Go on. Are you not familiar with Wallace and Gromit? Is it? Um, are they the ones that, uh, they have several movies that come out, mm -hmm. right, every, every now and then? Yeah. Okay. I saw that on my search of sidekicks, and I was like, what the hell is that? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing them for the first time. I've, I have no idea where it was, but, because at first, um, I think the animator was doing shorts. Mm, uh, okay. Animated shorts, and then he did a whole movie. Well, sort of a, yeah, anyway, um, like the first notable thing he did with um, Wallace and Gromit was the wrong trousers. So if you guys, you know, if you like claymation, you like humor, uh, especially British humor, because it's British. Right. Um, uh, go on YouTube, search for the wrong trousers. It's so funny. Um, they also made a, a kid's animated uh, or claymation cartoon, but it's a sheep. Yeah, same animators. Same animators, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, read it, I wrote it down. Uh, Wallace and Gromit, it's a British clay animation comedy series uh, created by Nick Park. Um, the series consists of four short films and a feature-length film. Um, centers on Wallace, who is a good-natured, eccentric, cheese-loving inventor. He's human. Okay. Uh, along with his companion Gromit, a silent yet loyal and intelligent Anthropomorphic dog. I guess he kind of has, has human qualities. Okay. Um, kind of like a Snoopy. Yeah, yeah. I could almost say he stole the idea from Snoopy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to create some controversy. Let's not say that. 
um, and, and Gromit uh, remained silent, communicating only through means of facial expressions and body language. Kind of like a Garfield. You could almost say he's... I'm oh, just kidding. I'm just going to keep poking at the bear here. But very cool. Very cool dog. Yeah. <laughs> my, my next uh, sidekick is... Uh, we're going to have to help me out with the pronunciation because there's two ways of saying it. Is it Igor or Igor? Either way, <laughs> that's uh, my next yeah. pick. I like Igor. 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 Um, just that, that level of... Yeah, because you want to yeah. talk loyalty. Mm. There you go. It doesn't get more loyal, yeah. loyal than, than Igor. You want to talk subordinate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Igor. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but also um, smart enough to help out in a lab. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't he throw the switches or like well, uh, Do you know, attach? like, are you uh, breaking it down to which version of Igor? No, because that's going to get to... Although, if I did have to pick one, I would pick the one played by Marty Feldman. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because you want to laugh. People want to laugh. Yeah. There's, you know. He's that uh, comic relief. Doesn't he also play violin? No. Something. The character Igor? Uh, no. I don't know. No. No musical ability. But, uh, but yeah, you know, like... And it could be because of Igor's looks that he's not going to go off and, like, betray you because he has nowhere to go because he's kind of, like, crazy looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's not going to uh, be lured off by a beautiful woman. Right, right. So you don't Sorry, have to worry women. But... Yeah. <laughs> or men. I don't know. Well. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, who's, who's your next pick? Uh, this is my last one. Nikima. 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 He... Uh, he, I guess it's a he. Um, he's a Tarzan's monkey. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In he, every version of Tarzan, there's been that sidekick. Um, in every version, there is a monkey. Uh, <laughs> the authentic character is Nakima. When oh, okay. they started doing um, movies, the black and white movies and stuff, yeah, they renamed him Cheetah. Oh, okay. But um, the authentic name is Nakima. Now, speaking of which, is, uh, is there, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any relation between the two stories, Tarzan and the Jungle Book. Not really, right? But I no. guess, but there's a common strain in there. Because the Jungle Book, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, we know the Disney version, but it goes a lot deeper than that, right? Yeah, right? Jungle and Book is uh, Rudyard Kipling. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, uh, uh, is that story old, older than Tarzan? I would have to research that. Yeah. And I'm not going to. Okay, okay. Just, I mean, I will, but it won't <laughs> make it on the podcast. Right, right. I'm sorry. I was going to say, hmm. It kind of sounds like the Jungle we Book. We don't revisit stuff. You could almost say he kind of stole it from the Jungle Book. Yeah, because Tarzan is Edgar Rice Burroughs. And I have no idea when he started writing stuff. But you know what? I think I would, I would say, I would guess that Edgar Rice Burroughs is a little more contemporary than uh, Rudyard Kipling because Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote stuff that are kind of um, sci-fi also. Oh, he had okay. other sci-fi, um, I mean, other works that were more sci-fi-ish. Okay. So, I don't know. Food for thought. Yeah. Uh, my, okay, here's my mini tribute here. And I do mean mini. Uh, my next sidekick is Mini-Me, played by <laughs> Vern Troyer. 
<laughs> before Dr. Evil was sent back in time to... I am also not surprised by this one. 1969, his minions made him a clone. The clone was identical in every way, but he was one-eighth his size. Upon being introduced to his clone, uh, Dr. Evil then said, Mini-me. Um... <laughs> Uh, I want to say loyal, but didn't he turn on him? Yeah. Um, violent. There you go. Yeah. But not a henchman. Sidekick, but not a henchman. Um, I think I would say he kind of combined. He had some qualities. He was more of a sidekick, though. Qualities, I mean, but he was. I wouldn't yeah. choose. I'd say a sidekick. Yeah. Which had with henchman abilities. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a good, um, you're going to put a job description yeah. for Mini-Me. And you want to... Uh, and rest in little... peace, Vern Troyer. Exactly. I met him back in, um, was it 2008, 2009? I think it was, yeah, uh, 2009 at mm -hmm. South by Southwest. What is that? It's a music festival that okay. my band was playing in. Okay. And uh, him and uh, what's, the, what's the guy who was in Chips? Eric, Eric Estrada. Estrada. Yeah, two of them were walking uh, down an alley in Austin. Oh. And uh, I ran. Was that because they were on the same VH1 show? It was after that surreal life. Oh. But they were just kind of still hanging out, I think. Wow. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, we, we uh, I, well, my bandmates at the time, we, yeah, we all like sat down or like kind of crouched down around his, mm -hmm. his little uh, scooter thing, mm. his rascal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was cool. You know, he wasn't like, hey, get out of here type of thing. Right. So, yeah. Right. Because cool. they, he needs you guys. He needs the fans. I guess so. Yeah. Did you did you do four or did you do five? I just have um, sort of a, an animated bunch of sidekicks that oh. I wanted to do a, a honorable and you, mention. I knew you had honorable. Okay, I do have an honorable mention too, but I do have one more though. Okay. Uh, my number five sidekick is Pedro Sanchez. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. Yeah. I never watched that. Oh. Yeah. He. Uh, he was played by uh, Efren Ramirez. Pedro Sanchez is a character in Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon's best friend runs for class president, defeating Summer Wheatley. Um, he's just very honest. That's what I liked about him. Great. You know, he didn't necessarily always have, like, the best answer, but whenever Napoleon wanted an answer from him, he would give him a suggestion. Mm. You know, he's like, oh, because he really liked... So he uh, wasn't a genius, but he was honest. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's like, oh, how do I get this girl's attention? He's like, I don't know, build her a cake or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then he liked this other girl. Like, I don't that is know, genius. Don't, don't you like to, uh, don't you like to draw stuff? Draw her. But yeah, so one wasn't great ideas, but he oh, got okay. ideas when he needed them. Uh -huh. So there you go. Okay, your honorable mention. Go ahead. Okay, um, and I I realize that Gromit is also animated, but but not claymated. I don't know. I don't know why. So I that's did why. That. Anyway, but yeah. these are just um, honorable mention animated sidekicks. Right. Thumper from Bambi. What? <laughs> I guess, yeah. He was the best. Was he? Yeah. Okay. All right. I gotta yeah. go back. Um, Archimedes from, uh, oh, what is it called? Oh. The Sword in the Stone. Oh, okay. He was the owl. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, actually, no, he was a wizard, but. He can turn himself into an owl. Oh, you know who else was a good owl sidekick? Uh, the owl in Clash of the Titans. I was gonna say that too, but I mean, I don't know if that's a real. That's true. Sidekick. Yeah. More like a creature. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, mm, yeah. Anyway, uh, Timon and Pumbaa from Lion King. Okay, like both of them mm-hmm. as a sidekick together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a sidekick for each other. No. There's got to be a separate term for that. There's, they There's no rule that says you have to have only one sidekick per True, per true, but they're kind of like a thing where they just play off of each other. And there's you see them in, in films like Tweedledee, Tweedledum, mm. where they, they're there for comedic value, you know. know. Uh, in Willow, there were those two tiny warrior guys that would just well, yeah. beat the crap out of each yeah. other. Uh, Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah. Um, if you, the minions can be counted as one sidekick, but there are many minions. Yeah. You know? That's like a subgenre to the sidekicks or something. No, I don't know. Be. Maybe because yeah. in animated stuff, you can. Sky's the limit. That's true, but I mean, but we just gave some real world examples. <laughs> Not real world, but real life, like people. Okay. All right. Wait, I have Very, two more. Yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Brian Griffin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Family guy. Yeah, fantastic. And my last one is Odie. The little okay. dog um, that uh, um, Garfield hates. Garfield the cat hates. Yeah. Yeah. Who is the other uh, sidekick in Garfield? Uh, well, yeah. The cat? Normal. Normal is a little Normal. kitten. Yeah. And then you. Um, That's supposed to be like super cute, right? That's yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have the teddy bear. I forget it was. Teddy bear's name. Oh yeah. Okay. But he's not living, so yeah. Not maybe not a sidekick. Okay. Okay. Uh, my honorable mention, and I'll I'll say why she didn't make it to the list, but um, it is Gabrielle from Xena, Warrior Princess. I thought about her. Uh huh. But played by Renee O'Connor. By the way. I didn't um, watch it that much, so. Okay. Well, she definitely had some mean bow staff skills. Mm. Very loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's why I think she becomes disqualified is because there's romantic interest and I think once you cross that line into being romantic with whoever that main person is then it's no no longer a sidekick and you become a like a interest. romantic interest and romantic partner but did they ever like kind of consummate any in my head they do like yeah, every of night course it did. It, of course <laughs> under a waterfall like they'd be in the <laughs> desert and all of a sudden like make a left turn as a babbling brook and like oh yeah. my gosh let's let's play mud fight and then yeah. just gonna, mm. yeah mm-hmm. waterfall jello yeah mm-hmm. okay um actually i do have another honorable mention uh because of the whole romantic interest thing um uh, samwise gamgee <laughs> sean astin <laughs> there is no room what the He's. What are you talking I about? I mean, uh, there's no scenes where they they make out, and well, but you can God. tell. We can tell he's like fully in love. No, he's not. He's in love with Frodo. He's that in, look that he gives no. him at the end, when like all the all the guys are it's like hero worship. They hero all worship. they all run into the room. Yeah, yeah. And then like, and then and then Samwise like he just strolls in. It's like all slow motion and like it's all misty, and he just gives him that look. I don't remember that part. <laughs> I think you just made that up. No way. Because then at the end, he asked the barmaid or whatever, the hobbit barmaid, um, for a date. He and knew then to fit up... into his village that wouldn't <laughs> accept him. He's trying to <laughs> create create a life that would be safe oh while he gosh. can still make trips to the edge of Hobbitland. All right. Climb into that tree. And for tree. this reason, he is not 
eligible for a sidekick. Correct. He can kill all the spiders he wants with a glowing stiff, oh, sta stiff stick. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no Freudian slip there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there we go. Our favorite sidekicks. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking about this. You know, when you think about sidekicks, most of them, the main character and the sidekick, are all men or male. There's not a whole lot of women. True. True. I mean, uh, I mean, I think that's just a byproduct of Hollywood. society. Elitism. Yeah. Sexism. Sexism, basically. Sexism. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the other side of the coin. Yeah. Sidekicks we hated. Yeah. Who do you got? I have three of them. I don't, how much do you have? I have three as well. Oh, good. Yeah. Mini-me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. So sad. I don't really okay. have a reason per se. Um, I just know. Not because he was silent, right? No. Okay. Yeah, you notice all of my favorites are silent. Oh, actually, besides, or they can't speak English. Mm. They're either silent. Yeah. Or they can't speak English. True. Yeah, <laughs> that is a little weird. It is. Okay. Um, yeah. Funny how your husband doesn't talk a whole lot. I'm just kidding. He talks too much. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, many, many, I just, whenever I watch, I mean, I kind of like the um, Austin Powers m movies. Okay. Um, but yeah, many, many kind of irritated me. So I don't know why. Uh, I think because he's just so, uh, he's not, there's not a whole lot of good in him. <laughs> <laughs> But he, he, um, he turns good though in the last, in the, in the final one. By that time, I, you know. You already wrote him off. It was, a, it was no already a solid impression in my mind. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, sidekicks I hated? Waylon Smithers. Who was that? Who's, uh, he's the sidekick to uh, Mr. Burns in the, Sim in the Simpsons. Oh, I haven't watched The Simpsons enough. Um, I'm kind of torn because he was voiced by, or, or is voiced by, Harry Shearer, mm. who is amazing. Yeah, he's and a He does like a billion other voices in The Simpsons, yeah. Simpsons, and uh, he was in Spinal Tap and Mighty Wind. He's uh, insanely talented. If we did an episode on voice actors, he would be one of your faves? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, Waylon Smithers, um, again, nothing happened, but he is very infatuated with Mr. Burns. You know, there's a, there's a thread here <laughs> in your pics. I don't know if you noticed it, Fernando, but there's a little bit of... Sexual tension in all of my stuff? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's your sidekick? Uh, that you uh, oh, your next one. Snarf, and I kind of oh. did mention this before in, uh, when we were talking about uh, Saturday morning cartoons, but yeah, right. Snarf. Yeah. Just, Irritating. He complains too much. Yeah, I, I kind of don't like people who complain a lot. He is pretty cowardly, and he never flips the coin. Or he's like he's cowardly, but when it's time to fight, then he's all, like all super cool. You kind of like not like a He-Man's battle cat, right? Right. Like, like mean, the cat is all like scared and stuff, but when he points a sword at him and lightning strikes him, then oh, then he's down to fight. Yeah, I mean he's rarely useful. I mean yeah. there's a few times that he's useful, but not a whole lot. Yeah. Yep. Good one. George Costanza from mm. Seinfeld. Mm. He's another one that, uh, he's kind of like Snarf, where just he doesn't do anything mm. heroic, 
never uh, really comes clean, ruins the moment all right. the time. Right. I don't see how he makes uh, Seinfeld's life any better. And for that reason, uh, he's on I mean, plot-wise, he totally plays his, um, he's the mon- his purpose. Yeah, he's the monkey wrench. In it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. And I have to say, I mean, I may, I kind of agree with you, but um, I have to say, uh, Jason Alexander, Alexander, the actor, I do like him. He's yeah. very talented. Oh, man. incredibly talented, yeah. yeah. There's, um, he was recently a guest on the WTF podcast, so go ahead and listen to that if you want more Jason Alexander in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, and my last one is Paul Schaefer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Good one, huh? Yeah. yeah. Incredibly talented. I assume, yes. <laughs> Musically. No, I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I like um, SNL whenever they would do an impersonation of him. Because mm. it would just be, Because <laughs> he was the band <laughs> leader for SNL at one point, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went to David Letterman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, my last one, C-3PO. Wow. Yeah. You went there. Yeah. Um, I don't really see him doing... Mm. I see him uh, as turning on whoever has the power. Like, oh I'm my sorry. Gosh. I thought... Oh. oh, no. Okay. C-3PO, you... Well, because I was thinking R2-D2. I'm sorry. Oh, no. So you would like R2-D2 because he doesn't speak English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But C three PO is like, oh, you're the master now. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's just a prissy. He is right. Uh, Freaking Anthony Daniels. Prissy, um, and he makes like a lot of processes harder than it should be. Yeah. You know, like we have to go from A to B. Yeah. Oh, but did we think about this? You know. Right. You know. Yeah. Like, just shut up and move. Yeah. You know. You know, inherently, what I think is wrong with the whole thing is Anthony Daniels, who does C-3PO, uh-huh. a mime. But what? He's a mime by trade. He is? Yeah. It's one of his main skill sets is, is a mime. Wow. Yeah. So, what does that say? Well, mimes can't be trusted. They're sneaky, and they're, just, and they're just weirdos. And so, I think, you know, just him, I think he brought that, that into C-3PO, just... Are you, you saying know, like a mime? It, he a should mime be discriminated be, in he, art. Yeah, he's in, <laughs> in art forms. trying to distract you with all his artsy <laughs> movements, but then all he's doing is trying to get closer to your wallet so he can steal it. I'll go with that. Okay. I'll go with that. Right. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, moving on. Those are our <laughs> favorite and least favorite sidekicks. Uh, but of course, sidekicks don't just apply to characters, or maybe they've been such an impact in pop culture that other things have been named sidekicks. So we just want to run through those real quick on how sidekicks uh, have also taken on names of other objects and things. Jamie, what do you have uh, as far as sidekick? Wasn't there a what a program, a TV show? Oh, I thought you were going to do the phone first. No. Oh, I can do the phone. Okay, let's do the phone. So now there was even a phone called a sidekick. Um, so screens on all sidekick devices, um, it would swivel 180 degrees to reveal the QWERTY keyboard. That was like the cool main thing Can you of spell these. Spell that, please. QWERTY. Yeah. Uh, Q W E R T Y. Do you know why? What? Do you know why it's called that? No. Because if you look at the keyboard on your left hand. The top keys are... spells? Yeah. Mm. Those are the top 
uh, five keys. Whatever. Yeah. Um, this was, it went by several names, um, like the, uh, what is it called? Like the hip, hip tops. But as far as like the US, uh, T-Mobile, it was called the Sidekick. Um, yeah, one, two, three, and then there's the LX version. Um, but again, just a quick rundown of the features. It swivel 180 degrees um, until it started sliding up, and that's when it was the LX, the LX, like the um, like the Sidekick slide or something. Um, also, two buttons on the right, the back and cancel. Um, all of them had the original left side houses, a directional pad. It, it kind of mimicked like um, like a game pad. So I think that's why a lot of people liked it, too. It was very ergonomic. Mm. felt good in your hands. Right. Um, I, I came in on the Psychic 3, and that one had that directional uh, trackball. Wow. And it contained internal multicolored LEDs. So it was this ball that you would use, kind of like a mouse. Uh-huh. And depending, and you could set it, too, depending on what it's alerting you about. It could uh-huh. be, like, red, blue, green. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it looked kind of cool, and yeah. it would light up. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, just like a controller at the top had volume controls, like the shoulder buttons, I guess you call it, on the left mm-hmm. and right. And uh, so all was well in Sidekick Land until <laughs> 2009. <laughs> and that was the big data crash, I guess you could call it. Um, these were made by, this was like a subsidiary of Microsoft. And in 2009, in October, they lost the ability to access user data for T-Mobile US Sidekick oh subscribers gosh. temporarily. Mm. Although temporarily, that was like two weeks for the quickest people that, that got their data back. A long time. For some, waited till the end of November. So we're talking like two months. And so this outage, um, let's see, lost uh, subscribers lost data for contacts, notes, calendars, photos. Mm-hmm. And so this was the jump the shark moment for yeah. This, so this phone. the the right, well yeah. T-Mobile held on to it for a while, mm-hmm. uh, another couple of years maybe. Once it came back, but it never fully bounced back. Mm-hmm. During that outage time, uh, T-Mobile did allow Sidekick people to uh, get out of their contract and hop onto something else. So that was my my introduction into the Android phone. So I went into the My Touch and then, yeah, all of that. And that just started my whole, like, the Samsung Galaxy thing for me. Um, But, yeah, the Sidekick phone. Um, There's a TV show called Sidekicks. Is that right, Jamie? Is that a nice (laughs) segue for you? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Did you watch it? I, I didn't. Really? No. Oh. Okay. Well, there must be a reason for that. Um, let's see. Uh, Sidekicks. It was a martial arts television series, uh, which was, and then it was a spinoff of an original Walt Disney one-time special called The Last Electric Night, and I didn't know that. Oh, we're talking the Ernie Reyes guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I totally saw this. Sorry. What? <laughs> I saw it. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. No, no, no. Keep going. No, 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 I'm... Oh, moving on, like, not skipping, but... Okay, yeah, yeah. moving on. Continuing. I I just gave Fernando a a look. (laughs) A look, which you give me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the series starred starred Ernie Reyes Jr. as Ernie Lee, uh, The Last Electric Knight, whatever that means, I don't know. Uh, Gil Gerard um, from Buck Rogers in the 21st century. Okay. Um, Anyway, he played uh, Sergeant... Jake Rizzo. 
Uh, the show aired as part of ABC's Friday Night lineup during the 1986-87 season. Um, <clears throat> uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so Ernie Reyes Jr. He is, you know, he was a little boy, mm -hmm. but he was very accomplished in martial arts. Uh, he was the son of uh, another martial artist who also did some you know, Hollywood-ish kind of stuff. And we talked about him in uh, which episode was that? Child actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can go back to that one if you wanna get more meat on him. But go ahead, give us more meat too. <laughs> give us the sides. <laughs> and so, um, and I didn't like, I don't remember this, but okay, so the Sergeant Jake Rizzo, which played by Gil Gerard, was chosen by Sabasan, who was the sort of grandfather tutor of uh, Ernie. Um, oh, I, never mind. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> the kid, Ernie, he was the last heir of an ancient clan of special martial artists and a highly trained karate fighter. Uh, in the series, the kid gets into dangerous situations, there's bullies in school, or some kind of um, criminals. Okay, I, I didn't know his uh, main discipline was, was karate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't kung fu. Oh, okay. It, was, it didn't look like kung fu. That kind of, again, goes back to our child actor thing where we talked about the, the battle of the karate kids. Mm -hmm. And where we talked about how karate doesn't look, they don't make it look that cool in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. so, so, it's kind of doing it justice. Or you kind of did it justice. Well, if if you remember the series, um, whenever the kid is fighting, he's making these noises like "aya, aya, aya." Oh, okay. That is quintessential karate. Got it. The key eyes. We don't really do that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, I watched it. It was pretty good. I didn't. I don't think I was like really committed to watching it, so I didn't see the whole. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, Sidekicks is on. Exactly. Yeah, no. it's like, oh, it's on, oh, cool, I'm going to watch it for no. a bit. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, anything else on the show? No, that's all. Or Ernie Reyes? Oh, well, if you want to see Ernie Reyes kick some ass as an adult. Yeah, he's all um, ripped and stuff. Uh, um, tune in um, or watch the rundown, the rundown. Yeah. Uh, which star also starred The Rock. I was trying to, I was watching that clip that you mm -hmm. sent. We're going to post it on our Facebook page, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So if you go and watch this clip, I was watching this, and I was like, who is he reminding me of, this uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. guy, as an adult? I'm like, man. One of my coworkers? <laughs> no, no, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, who? who? And then it hit me. And um, just the way his face and everything looks now, and, and I guess his body type, too, uh, reminds If you watch that TV show Empire, it's a, that guy who plays Hakeem, uh, I don't know his real name, but uh, it just hit me now. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a guy that was in my head. Because like, I, I just watched Empire last night, too. So uh -huh. just seeing, uh, I, I guess, something about the facial expression, uh, expressions. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, There's also a Su Suzuki sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> also known as the Suzuki Vitara. It's a compact SUV produced by Suzuki in four generations since 1988. That wasn't like a Jeep look alike? Kind of. Okay, I had the um, 
I had the Chevy Chevrolet version of it. Ah, very good. I had the Geo 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 Tracker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. My see, first car. See, you did some uh, you did some homework without even knowing it. Look at that. <laughs> Okay, that does it for sidekicks. Uh, actually, well, yes and no, but we're gonna move on to our next feature, uh -huh. uh, which is talent or no talent. Now, going on with the uh, the sidekicks theme here, uh, we mentioned him earlier in the episode, but really want to give him, uh, I guess, attention, give him the spotlight, uh -huh. give him the the due, the the due. Uh, I don't know, accolades that he deserves. Robin, basically, the quintessential yeah. sidekick. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about put, uh, put Robin on the chopping block and determine whether or not Robin has talent or no talent. Now, this is kind of complicated because Robin has been played by many different people in many different things, uh -huh. right? Animated, TVs, movies. So yes. I think it'd be almost impossible just to say Robin as a character and to determine whether or not he has talent. So we, had, we broke it down to a few performances of Robin. Am I doing that correctly? Yeah, pretty okay. much. All right. Uh, so the first talent or talent of Robin we wanted to discuss was Burt Ward, mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. played the, the 1960s version of Batman, I guess you could say. Yeah. Which I would put up there as, for me, I would say talent. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't get like as a better Robin. Than that. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I say no talent. Um, okay. I mean, I haven't gone back to look at clips or anything, and then right. I didn't watch it that much at the time. Okay. Or even like um, reruns. Uh, but I want to say because we didn't see much of Burt Ward after that. Okay. Uh, I oh say my gosh! No Gonna just base it on his his body of work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, the curse of IMDb. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say he did a great job. Like I really, um, I don't know. Like his performance is different from everyone else's. Like uh, there's a lot of other Robins that would just challenge Batman and just kind of be a dick, you know. Mm. But he he was very confident in what he felt, but he didn't really go out of his way to challenge Batman, okay. his version of Robin. Um, also very smart. Like, when it came to all the the Riddler stuff, okay. like, the Adam West Batman was kind of stupid about it. Okay. And then it would be Robin that always kind of, like... like... Decipher the joke yeah. itself, the, the riddle. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to our next Robin then. Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. No fucking talent. What? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? What? You think he has talent? It depends what he does. Ah, uh, okay. It, it depends. No. <laughs> I, I didn't like him in Three Musketeers either. That Three Musketeers, that's... Uh, he delivered every a movie line. Like Three Musketeers is something that the actors can do in their sleep, basically. They could do it in their sleep, but are they going to do it well? I mean, in that film, I mean, Charlie Sheen, his performance. <laughs> now, come on. He had it cranked up. Um, um, it's like he delivers a lot of his lines like they were written on the back of a cereal box. I don't know. It's, 
It's it's very cheesy. Mm. I don't think you know like how mm. some actors they're looking at the script and they're like, mm. you know, coming through my filter and you know, me playing the, the character wouldn't say it. We wouldn't say it like that anyway. You know, and they'll come they'll 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 change it a little bit to give their own pizzazz to it. Fair and, enough. And I don't and I, I don't think he does that. Um, but then, I mean, but he's then not I, like Oscar, you know. Damn straight, he ain't Oscar level talent or anything. Thank you. But uh, I don't know. I just like there was a movie he did um, called I think it was called Circle of Friends with um, Minnie Driver when he was very fairly young. They're both fairly young. Okay. And that was a really good movie. All right, so let's bring it back to his performance as Robin. <laughs> I just say good enough. Good enough, as Good he enough. fought Arnold Schwarzenegger and fought alongside Wait, so Alicia we're, we're, Silverstein. As far as talent or no talent, we're just rating their performance as Robin. Yes. Yes. All right, I changed my answer to no talent. Okay, thank you. Right. Man, I believe in <laughs> integrity in this world. <laughs> okay, um, final one. And I don't have much memory of this one, so you're going to have to help me out mm -hmm. here. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, he's like a sort of a half Robin. <laughs> or like a, a quarter Robin. Yeah, because you know, I, I remember that film, but yeah, I just don't remember a whole lot of Robin stuff going on. Maybe because there wasn't, but he's a freaking great actor, though. He's, he's a great like actor, song and dance man. He can do whatever, yes, whatever the hell he wants. multi-talented. So, yeah. Multi-talented. Um... <clears throat> Did you ever see him do? <laughs> Did you ever see him? Uh, I think it was on YouTube, do a duet. Yes, I know what you're talking about. With, with what's her face? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's an awesome song. I mean, they're both awesome um, voices. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go ahead and post it on our All right. on our page since Who, we officially name? talked about it. Um, oh, Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. You're going to love it. If you haven't seen it, pretty sure you saw it, though. Okay. okay. All right. Um, um, I, have, I have honorable mention stuff I want to do, but is there anything else you want to talk about him as performances as Robin? Also, we just agree that he has talent. Yeah, I think we've got to agree that he has talent. Yeah. Well, too bad he didn't, have, didn't get a chance to... Um, really shine in that yeah. role before the or whole thing... Or fully be Robin. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they stopped... <clears throat> um, that leg, what, I guess. What was the Batman thing? Christopher. Oh, uh, Christian Bell. Christian Bell. Yeah. Bell, yeah. Uh, yeah, he stopped doing Batman. So that I think we can blame Christian Bell for that one. I do. <laughs> Not related to anything, but Christian Bell, like, uh, is he the worst Batman for you? Second to the worst? Third to the worst? I think there's a tie somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah, I think he's like either second or third worst Batman. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, honorable mentions. I just wanted to to say because you know we mentioned that there's a lot of people that played yeah. Robin. Um, Michael Sarah, who played uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Robin in the Lego Batman. Dean Stockwell. What was that? He, Is that voice? He voiced he voiced Robin in Batman oh. Beyond. But if you don't know who Dean Stockwell is, he was in uh, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. He was amazing in that. Shit. Such a good, such a good series. They're playing Quantum Leap as reruns on um, 
some some channel. <laughs> oh really? I think it's on Hulu too. I could I, mm. I gotta go back and watch. It's so right. good. Yeah, because I'm done watching all my old MacGyver stuff. So, <laughs> um, oh, and probably the most iconic voice of Robin, Casey Kasem. Yeah, he did Robin in Super Friends. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Okay, so that pretty much wraps it completely up for Sidekicks. Mm -hmm. And now on to our snack review. Snacky snack time, time for the snack review this week. It's super fun because it has a little bit of alcohol in it. We're talking rummy chocolates by, <laughs> by Lot from Japan. It's in this cardboard box and that's what you can hear Jamie as uh, unwrapping at this time. It's wrapped in foil, look at that. And two solid bricks. Oh. Now, while you go ahead and, and uh, take Maybe that we share one. with uh, people in our office. No, we share one. Oh, we'll share one. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's for sure. Two, there's two bars. Two bars, yeah, because it looks like uh, that bar breaks in half. So, uh, But while you go ahead and unwrap that in its foil, from its foil, I should say, um, Lot Confectionery, conf confectionery uh, is a Japanese company headquartered in... Seoul, Korea. Uh, they say, according to their website, our goal is to be a company loved from everyone by satisfying the desires and needs of people around the globe. That's pretty good English. Um, <laughs> usually when I read these, it's all like in English, right? It's really bad. Um, their corporate <coughs> message, check this out. Sweetheart of your mouth embodies Lot's desire to be loved around the world, just like the eternal love of Charlotte the heroine in the novel The Sorrows of Young Werther. What? <laughs> Werther, did you say? Yeah, Young Werther. What is that? It's is that a like novel. Werther's the Butterscotch? No, not Werther's original, although maybe they <laughs> named it after this too. But yeah, the lot, it's named after Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte. Lot. All right. The Sorrows of Young Werther. Um, lot faced some backlash in uh, 2015 in South Korea because of their ties to Japan. Huh. Yeah. Because, huh. you know, they kind of don't like each other. They do, but they don't, right? But anyway, um, Rummy, this chocolate was released uh, back in December 1965. Not this particular bar. Hopefully it's a little bit fresher than that. <laughs> now, here's more uh, stuff to help sell the chocolate here. The season for Rummy has arrived. Rummy is chocolate with rum raisin for adults, which is only released in winter season. Why do we say for adults? Because it includes Western liquor. Alcohol content, 3.7%. Wow, that's kind of a lot that's for kind of candy. For a candy, right? Yeah. All right, so again, it comes, once you open the box, there's two bars that are wrapped in foil. Uh, we unwrapped one of these bars. And we noticed that uh, it's separated into six smaller bars mm -hmm. or blocks. I don't know what you want to call it. Bricks. <laughs> but, tiles, uh, maybe. Tiles. tiles. Okay, so we're going to have like one tile each or just are you going to eat like three? I'm, I'm going to eat a whole one. Oh, look at you. Okay. I'm gonna and, I, and I just have to say that I don't really like raisins. I know you don't, yeah. But um, So I'm hoping that there's no actual whole raisins in here. I Wait. think it's all mushed up. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, um, there's. It's, um, we broke it apart so far. Looks like there's two corridors or like lava tube things of uh, where filling would be, but mm. there's none. But it's not exactly. Yeah, it's not. Nothing's pouring out of this stuff. No. There's no gooey filling. But let's go ahead and cheers on that. 
Now, as soon as I put it in my mouth, I had that alcohol air to it. I could, um, I could sense there was alcohol in it. I see. There are raisins in there. I'm biting into the raisins. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I only got, like, one. Oh, you took a bigger bite than me. I can taste the rum. It's not good, though. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, com- yeah, it's not like those uh, liqueur candies where, like, you bite into it and, like, there's, like, a shot of alcohol in there. Mm, not like the um, the brandy one. Yeah. <laughs> Now the alcohol is kind of. It's uh, it's woven in there. It's mixed in. It's coating my throat now. So maybe those two holes that they have in these things, those are for the raisins. Mm. Mm. The raisin filling. The air pocket. Yeah, the air pocket. Yeah. This is really good. Damn. Where'd you get this? Japan. You got it from Japan. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did we try another lot candy? We did, right? The, the brandy one. The Bacchus. Brandy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was good, too. I like that better than this one. Ooh. I like this one better. I just can't get out and get over the raisins. Okay, so... Say if this didn't have raisins... I don't know why they needed to put the raisins in this. They should have just put, like, nuts or something. Or just nothing. Mm. Yeah. Because the... The brandy one, there wasn't any type of thing in there besides the chocolate and the brandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why the reasons? I like that. You know? Yeah. Simple. Damn, okay. I think because the, it's a thing. Rum raisin is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does it taste like you, you eat a lot of chocolate? That's why. So does it... Um, so it's not a dark chocolate. It's a milk chocolate. I don't think so, yeah. yeah. How do we rank this thing? Would you... Well... Okay, well, you don't like this uh, better than the other lot, so hard no. to compare it to the other liqueurs. Um, I'm okay with the raisins, though. Yeah, um, yeah. I would say... <clears throat> man, I still like the... <laughs> I still get that thrill, though, from like when Costco sells those uh, liqueur bottles and you break it open and then there's like the actual alcohol in there. That's like... In, in, the, in chocolate? Yeah. Costco, you say? Yeah. They sell those. Oh. Or like, you know, during the holiday season, they have like a lot of those liqueurs. Um, I like the ones with the actual like alcohol, like it's, it's in the hard shell, you know what I mean? So I, get, I think that's more thrilling for me, but I definitely love the taste of these mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything that you like this more than? No. Okay. <laughs> that's what I was basically trying to get to. Um, all right. I will give... I will give Rummy um, four out of sem- seven rum drunk pirates. Mm, okay. Um, let's see. I'll give. Uh, four, did you say four out of seven? Yeah, four out of seven. <laughs> Is there something wrong with that? It's just so uneven. <laughs> it doesn't appeal to my OCD. Uh, anyway. Um, all right, um, I'll give this, let's see, two, two out of five Ouch. wrinkled up grapes. Okay. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Um, we'll, we'll include a link on our, yeah, on our page in definitely. case you want to try to acquire some rummy for yourself. 
just three more episodes of this first season of the podcast. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to the Opposite Tastes podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us on Facebook over at facebook.com slash Opposite Tastes podcast. Um, and that's all I have. So thanks. And uh, <laughs> see all this rum. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, we're all blah, blah, blah. We're wasted. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, take care. Bye. Mahalo. Mahalo.